Welcome to the Mill Creek View, Tennessee podcast with your host, Steve Abramowitz, editor-in-chief of the Mill Creek View newspaper. All right, we're going cold opening. We don't even get my Mill Creek View news. We get uh, music for Brandon. All right, hi, and welcome back to the Mill Creek View, Tennessee podcast. <laughs> Not to be confused with the Mill Creek View Washington or Florida shows. I hope you're all listening intently too, especially you 30A folks in Tennessee. Today we are focused on the volunteer state and our world today. Not so much. With always an interesting, fascinating, super genius guest who are lovers of truth. Or in this case, Brandon Lewis. That is true in spades about him, like a royal flush in spades. With my guest, Brandon Lewis, where it's not just the Mill Creek View Let's Go Brandon segment, but the LGB patent pending episode number 128. Wowzers. We are blessed to have the publisher and editor and owner and major domo of the Tennessean and Tennessean.com, the only conservative go-to news outlet in Tennessee. Did I get that right? (laughs) (laughs) The Tennessean, if you went to there, you will get almost exclusively and only left-leaning liberal news coverage that is funded by America's corporations. Why do you publish that? I don't know. You know, sometimes I just, I like to go make some money and then come back. No, our domain is TennesseeConservativeNews.com. Yes. Do not do not be confused just because they have the word Tennessee or some variation thereof in their URL. It is not the same. But it is where the money is, and I understand that very well. Um, but it did take 128 episodes for me to get you on the whole show. Uh, you are that in demand. So, Brandon, how are you, and how do you keep it fresh? I am fantastic. I do not keep it fresh. Uh, the rhinos in Nashville keep it very fresh, although sadly it's kind of like a repeat of last session's episodes. The plot line's always the same. Tell the voters one thing. Do something completely different when you get into uh, your committees and subcommittees. Take the PAC money, lie your ass off, do it again in another two to four years. So it's it's variations on that theme, but nonetheless... Uh, I, I do keep it fresh primarily just by reporting what they do. Yeah, it's like Groundhog's Day, only more like Groundwater Day. Why is Chattanooga better than Nashville? Chattanooga is better than Nashville because it is le- it is less ruined by the Democrats at this present state. So that is primarily what makes Chattanooga better. Uh, the traffic's better. I think the constituency is better. Uh, I think the collar counties, uh, you know, are a little bit more rural. And so we just we haven't completely ruined this place yet. Although Andy Burke and uh, and Mayor Tim Kelly with their green initiatives and crime through the roof and litter and loitering and panhandling and homelessness scattering about uh, with no intentions of ever cleaning it up are, are they're trying to ruin of what generations of Chattanoogans have built. And it's just going to take them a little while longer. Nashville's got a head start. And that train, right? Everyone loves that train. True, except for the people buying the Chattanooga Choo Choo Hotel who want to change its name. They they do not like the train. Uh-oh. What do they want to call it? The trans train? They're going to call it the... I think they're going to call it something like the Chateau. And it ain't a Chateau. It's an old train depot. Chateau. <laughs> you, can call, you can call an old train depot a Chateau, but I don't <laughs> think that it makes it one. 
No, then the Chateau Mermont is where a lot of famous people have spent their last evening. So I'm not sure that's the way to go unless you live in Switzerland. Um, can you put, no, how is your summer of love 2023 Let's Go Brandon tour going? It has been fantastic. Uh, we have been met by uh, large crowds, rave reviews. It's been fun seeing people uh, out there in the flesh. I mean, it's only a handful of conservatives in the state of Tennessee or any state, uh, for that matter, that pay attention to what's going on in state and local politics. And they are the handful that keep Republicans 30 percent accountable up in Nashville. And if it weren't for them, it would, it would be pretty ugly. So I've gotten to see, you know, all those people that are really involved and uh, lots of kind words, lots of support. Um, it's been it's been very rewarding, but I'll be glad when my last two stops are finished because I'm easing into my busy season and my money making job. So I got to get back on the stick. Take that money maker, baby. Um, right. Can you put to bed the rumors that you don't have a Ph.D. in journalism, but merely a master's? But no, seriously, how, how did you get into this? Were you jealous of Rupert Murdoch making billions and thought you could do it, too? I did it out of sheer anger and uh, incredulity, I think, is, is is what I got into it out of. It's just, you know, they'd taken away all our rights, our Republicans in this state. They'd shut down the churches, small businesses while letting large corporations run rampant, told us that the masks worked, that the vaccine stopped transmission, and those people are still in power today, lying just as they lied then, never letting an emergency go to waste. And so— um, but they're mostly Republican corporations, right? They're just corporations. Just you know, corporations. green green is blue to blue people, and green is red to red people up in Nashville. As long as there's some green behind whatever it is that's being pushed, they can pretty much leave their uh, they can leave their promises and their values back home in the district uh, until they have to come back and you know make amends or or lie some more. Uh, so, but I think they just all, you know, it's, it's money is, is a corrupting influence to all individuals as is power. And very few people have the, uh, have the fortitude to resist one, uh, while they have the other. Yeah. Used to be a time in politics. It was more genteel and you didn't use the word lie, but because there's no other word in the dictionary to describe what they're doing, there's this entire sea of ocean of bourbon and steak dinners and money up there in Nashville, and the rest of the state is red as can be, except for Shelby County. And uh, those are the most crime-ridden ones, too. And they spend all the money with the Titan Stadium and all the rest. Um, why don't you just create a liberal website like TMZ or Tennessee Holler on the side if you wanted to make the big bucks? Well, I thought there's nobody else doing this. <laughs> Which, from a financial standpoint, was a bad decision. Uh <laughs> Sometimes I can't remember. Sometimes I will be uh, consulting with people, and they'll go, "There's too much competition in my area." And I always say, "Well, if there's a lot of competition. That means there's a lot of money. Yes. That means that there's high demand for your services. Now, if you think I've got this great idea because nobody else has done it before, you know, the definition of a pioneer, uh, pioneer rather, is someone that you find face down in, in the mud with with arrows in their back." <laughs> That's the definition of a pioneer. You want to come in second, third, or fourth. Yes. And so we are the first. Uh, the Tennessee Star used to be fairly conservative, I think, maybe when it first hatched. But primarily now, it's it's a uh, it's a mouthpiece for Republican leadership, and uh, it it is it has shown shown itself to be that. And um, I wish I wish that weren't the case. They will occasionally get in there and 
and bash Democrats. But the truth of the matter is, you know, not only do we have a supermajority in the state of Tennessee, uh, we have a we have a quorum. And that means they could yeah. get up there and just do whatever they wanted to without a single solitary Democrat even Run being off to Boulder and hide out for a vote and they'd lose anyway. Yeah. yeah. So all the problems fall in state government and most of local. Uh, it did fall squarely on the shoulders of Republicans, and they've done a really good job of convincing Tennesseans that Joe Biden and uh, the Democrats are causing all their issues. But that is not at all the case. It'd be nice if uh, somebody like Richie or Reagan were able to slip into this special session a term limits bill and see how much they scatter and say, oh, no, no, we can't do that. Um, why doesn't the the reddest of red states give liberally to the best conservative news outlet like TennesseeConservativeNews.com? If you're a charity, would that be easier to get donors? I don't know that it would. I don't know that it makes that much of a difference. I think, I, I think psychographically conservatives want to work their job. They want to go to their church. They want to send their kids to good school. And if the world falls apart around them, they tend to just build a, uh, build a bigger bunker. Yes. <laughs> That's typically what conservatives, yes. eat, whether it's in, in community the size of a Titan stadium. Yes. Whether it's the, whether it's uh, the bunker is community, whether it's occupation, whether it's financial, whether it's social sports, educational faith, they're just like, oh, well, if everything's falling apart, we're just going to get together in this holy huddle as Christians and hope everything turns out all right. But as we have seen, um, all the evidence points to the contrary. And so I'm trying desperately uh, to get people to realize that conservative Christians need to put their wallet uh, where their mouth is. And I always tell folks, I can tell if you're really a conservative if you just show me your bank account. And if you have not spent a significant amount of money or time this year on conservative causes – then you're just not. I mean, you, you may identify as one, um, but but when it comes to you know where your heart and your and your treasure lies, it, it is not in advancing conservatism. And so uh, we are lucky that we have a handful of super duper exceptional donors that keep us afloat. I mean, we don't make any money, but they they keep the lights on over here at the Tennessee Conservative. And I guess at this point, full disclosure, I am an advertiser there. I was not True. paid to substitute for your Big Seven podcast. That was just a uh, a, uh, a friendly handshake, so to speak. Um, hopefully, I didn't turn everybody off and make them not come back. But I do pay for advertising. Uh, but not for this. You're here for free. Thank you. For free. Um, yeah. Enjoying yeah. every minute of it. Yeah, it's money well spent, even though I can't deduct it. Well, I can because it's, it's, it's advertising. Why, why do Republicans in office shun you instead of run to you and embrace you and your readers that are also Republicans? I think most elected officials up in Nashville look at their constituents and true journalists as a nuisance. Yep. They're but not part of the club. Yeah. They're yeah. not. We're not part of the club. You know, we're we're we are the fly in the ointment. We tell people back in their district how they're actually voting. I mean, they just got so used to doing everything in the dark for so long and only a handful of super engaged patriots, citizen lobbyists would go up to the Capitol and watch. And they would verbally relay what they had seen uh back maybe in like GOP meetings or something and occasionally cause a kerfuffle or two uh, back in their home districts. Whereas now 
and not not to say that that we've we have put that on steroids it wasn't very much to begin with but now it's just a bigger problem and so now they know that every time that they they vote poorly uh they're going to show up in article after article and they're going to show up in in things like the rhino report and and after a while uh, i have actually well the guy over there in the purple shirt which i will never wear purple anymore because that's the husky football team's um washington version to get from king county where the most people live and Pierce County, where the most conservative people live in the state of Washington, it's a less than two hours to get to Olympia. In Nashville, it could take you six hours if you're out there in the hinterlands, say Knoxville or beyond. So doesn't I don't blame and it's 110 degrees outside. So you know, you're not gonna get a lot of people to special session. Um, okay, before we get into the headlines, do you just go ahead and hit the return to sender stamp on all the checks that get mailed to you, or um how can people give to you? TennesseeConservativeNews.com slash support if you want to give a credit card. And we do have folks that mail us, uh, P.O. Box 625, Signal Mountain, Tennessee, 37377. I mean, we get checks. I'm just so thankful. I mean, it happens, you know, I, I go check the mailbox, and sometimes there's nothing. And then sometimes there's not nothing. And not nothing. <laughs> and not nothing's what we need. To not make just, sure not just Christmas and paid. Easter, but okay, good. <laughs> Christmas and your birthday, I should say. All right, we did, we've had a couple of two or three really good weeks, and it's primarily thanks to a handful of donors that have been very generous. With you know, without really even being poked or prodded, they just appreciate what we're doing. Well, when I was a lonely prisoner of war out there in the doom and gloom of overcast Seattle, Washington, for twenty years, I fell upon the Rhino Report, and so you just came out with the twenty twenty three Rhino Report, and boy, when I read that, I was like, oh my gosh what this state needs this but then i said no i think i need tennessee and here i am so tell us about the 2023 rhino report oh now this puppy right here you go to rhino report.net rhino report r-i-n-o report.net now it would be spelled with an h but the h stands for honesty and we know that that's always missing with rhinos <laughs> and so it is r-i-n-o republican in name only report.net and I, it has uh, the the biggest rhinos in the state senate. Who's the biggest, the biggest rhino right now? I can't tell. People got to go to Rhino Report okay. and check that don't, stuff out. Who's the fifth? We're going to start announcing this stuff in about a week from now. I'm making people go get it first before okay. we start telling people. But it's we got the biggest rhinos in both chambers. We got the five biggest uh, rhino underlings, and then we've got you know the conservatives of the year in both chambers, and then we have uh, you know the what we call our freedom caucus in both chambers, and then we have some what you could call kind of some honorable mentions for really good. Uh, either local or legislative work up in Nashville, and we've got some. Those are called our Flame Award winners. Uh, we announced those in here, but then the the big thing I think if you're a voter in Tennessee is that we just go through. Uh, you can just see it here, page after page of votes, and we tell you what the bill was. We tell you who voted for it. We told you who voted against it. If it was a conservative bill, if it was a liberal bill, and you attach you attach our contact information, don't you? Uh, you know, I don't know that we do that in the Rhino report, although we typically do in our reporting. Uh, no, the contact information is not here, but we also do for anybody who donates any amount. We always mail out a directory of all your state senators and state reps and government, and it has their phone number, email address and mailing address on it. So as we report on things, if you want to reach out and talk to them, you've got that information at your fingertips. And really cool bumper stickers. Really cool bumper stickers. Proud we Tennessee conservative. All right. All right. 
Um, okay, so uh, we got a special session next week. Yep, you do. And uh, there's only been a handful of other times that Lee in his uh, everything but the 10 for Tennessee campaign promises uh, may or may not get done. I think it's a waste of about $100,000 of my taxpayer money, but oh well. Got to pay for those car tabs somehow. Um, what do you expect? Well, so there, it, the first the first time we had special sessions, it was to give – it was an emergency, right? That's usually when a, government, a governor calls a special session. There is an emergency, and that was to give $2 billion to Ford Motor Company's electric vehicle division that is presently losing billions of dollars per year. Because otherwise Alabama might have lost two billion dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that and nobody's you know, gonna buy the damn things. <laughs> yeah, all the corporate welfare hit. That was an emergency. The second emergency has been a school shooting that happened that we don't even know why it happened, nor will the government go get the information released to find out what happened when a trans lady shot up a Christian school months ago. But there is now presently some sort of emergency. They've not shown any evidence of an emergency. They've not pointed to an emergency. I don't know what the emergency is. Apparently, it must have been in the diary. The diary must have said August 29th, I'll do this. And so they have to have this ahead of time. Yes, apparently. And and the only person that's allowed to read that stuff is, um, you know, her her parents, I guess. Uh, But nonetheless, so here we got a few bills, right? Um, And there's one of them is sponsored by Antonio Parkinson, which you imagine might be bad. He's a Democrat. And it makes a person who illegally transfers a firearm to a minor criminally responsible for any resulting act of mass violence. So I don't know what illegally transferring means. I don't mean if I don't know if that means that they get a hold of the thing. I don't know if that means that they give it to. Them. I don't know what that means. It's in the bill language, and of course, when they they post um, these things, they're not they're supposed to be posting the bills in their entirety, which they've not done. And that's the whole thing about a special session is instead of it going through regular slow order through the committee process so that the public can look at things and deliberate things. It is just like a freaking free for all. It's always like this. My favorite one was, was from a Republican, which I didn't know there was one in Memphis Gillespie who said, "Uh, you can't see the text of it, but you can see the summary of it. Or maybe it's vice versa. You can see the text, but not the summary. And basically it says we want to give student loan forgiveness to healthcare workers. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. They're going to try to sneak everything they can in, and I don't know that there are enough conservatives to call a point of order to say, hey, this is not what the special session was called for. But if you look at what Governor Lee called for in his – because it's supposed to be an emergency, and it's supposed to be super-duper specific, and this is neither. Maybe. It is neither an emergency. But then again, you know, Billy has a history of abusing emergency powers. He did it all during COVID to keep federal money coming in. And so if he can sell your rights down the river – for some authoritarian control in an emergency, he will do it. Uh, I've heard actually. there's a Medicare expansion in there too, which was oh yeah. So we're, we got William Lambert. Um, he as introduced directs the Department of Safety to provide free firearm locks to in- residents upon request. Requires department approved handgun safety courses to contain blah blah blah. I'm like, if is this there is a handgun to- safety lock company in his district? I don't know, but if the thing that kills me is that it, I'm, I'm That's thinking my district whole- by the way. All this is predicated on the Covenant shooting. Yeah. It, it Did this happen because the lady didn't have her gun locked? Somebody once said, don't let a tragedy go to waste, and it sounds this like the Republicans in Tennessee woman, got it. Yeah. Did this happen because the woman was a minor, and we need these laws? I don't, I don't see how this is related to it. She's 28. Uh, here's another one by William Lambert. Uh, who's the, he's the same guy who introduced the bill to give 
illegal aliens the ability to be law enforcement officers in Tennessee. So you know he's really conservative. Just like Illinois. Yeah. Yeah. As introduced, uh, changes 30 days to 72 hours, the time frame the clerk of the General Sessions Court must notify the TBA of the final disposition of a criminal proceeding against a person. So you have to let them know immediately. And then here's another one that he put in, requires the commissioner of finance to obtain a 10 care demonstration of waiver or amendment to provide medical assistance to members who are receiving care in an institution of mental diseases. Uh, there's another one in here where they they want your DNA. If you get accused of, you get accused of an offense. Uh, if you get accused of a, of a violent offense, whether you're convicted or not, they, they want to take your DNA and put it in a database. That's another one by William Lambert. All this is just, William Lambert is just, uh, he water. is, he's Bill Lee's errand boy, uh, him and Jack Johnson. And oh. so they're having him file all this stuff because he, he really doesn't care what happens to his reputation, I don't think. There's another one by Mark Cochran, uh, and it creates a criminal offense of recklessly by any means of communication, threatening an act of mass violence, which I don't know. It you know that, that just seems like something that could very easily be used against somebody if you didn't lock them. So, I mean, there's and those are just a few. Yeah, there will be gonna, there'll be hundreds. And I just hundreds. learned yesterday with John Gentry, who ran for governor, that every session, year over year over year, there's fifteen hundred filed and usually a thousand pass, and they're usually almost unanimous and they're usually very self-interested and not exactly what the voters of Tennessee want, have, who have gone a hundred percent for Republican presidents since two thousand. So there's a disconnect there, obviously, and all the money is certainly not going into the schools. So shall we dig into your headlines? I guess so. Tennessee School District doubles down to align with the Progressive Library Association. You're going to read them? Okay. You could do that. Should you not. do that on I the mean, Big hey, 7. That's my job on my show. Lines. I'm just jumping in here. Oh, um, basically, this is a story about Clarksville Montgomery School. Uh, have recently made an audacious decision to align with the American Library Association's Library Bill of Rights. And basically, the Library Bill of Rights is like, we want the kids to have access to any and all transgender, racist sexual content possible irregardless of age they can watch disney yeah you should watch disney i guess um but so that's the the whole shtick and of course the whole the whole thing is that it does not matter in public schools how often you harangue your school officials there's nothing changing there's nothing changing in these government bureaucracies the performance is going to continue to go down the you know i don't know if you know this but the american library association is actually run by a self-titled lesbian marxist that's at the national level so how is little williamson county or little knox county going to fight against the man on something like that uh the next headline Tennessee to give Ford electric truck supplier $13 million in incentives. Where are they going to get $13 million from? Oh, Toll roads? It's going to come from small business owners and middle-class Tennesseans, you know, so we can – it's always good to collect all this aggregate data from lower-income and middle-income Tennesseans, and then you just redistribute it to the large corporations that fund your campaigns, and then maybe you can become a lobbyist for them after you're done being in office. That is the traditional – that's the traditional state rep, state senate playbook for rhinos not not conservatives but for rhinos so magna seating is going to get three million dollars i wish somebody what's when's bill lee going to show up for my little business and just i don't know hand me ten thousand dollar check just anything why did yellow truck get one yeah oh gosh yeah uh so they got that hannon systems is getting two million in kim american in haywood county it's getting 1.3 million these are all the folks that are that are related to this 
boondoggle of an electric vehicle catastrophe that is losing billions of dollars a year. And the legislature, of course, you know, approved $884 million in, in Ford uh, facility during the special session of October of 2021. And that doesn't count everything that's been done at the site as well, which is like another billion. So it's, you know, it is just we just continue to throw good money after bad. I'm I'm sure that Bill Lee would have supported Solera and any other any other failed green initiative he could get right behind cylindra yeah yeah just get cylindra yeah just give that man a a gold shovel and a hat and an opportunity to cut a ribbon in front of a camera and he'll give whatever money is necessary to whomever certainly not the way he campaigned so a quick segue here this plays right into what you were just talking about follow the money report you've been around a while who's the biggest former elected official with power in the state that went on to be a lobbyist to make sure that the follow the money report would be the, uh, the hall of fame guy or gal. Well, man, it's been a bunch. I mean, we, I don't know. Um, a whole lot of those lobbyists up there used to be state reps. I know I can name a few of them just right off the top of my head, but I don't want to like call out those specifically, but like a lot of folks, I mean, you just spend your time up there and you're constantly, you know, you're getting paid twenty, thirty thousand dollars to schlep up there. And of course, they do wine and dine you, and they they do fund your campaign so you can lazily run for reelection and lie and not have to go to get money from your constituents. Um, but you, you get called on by these lobbyists, and they're making a hundred, two hundred, three hundred, four hundred, five hundred thousand dollars convincing you who makes twenty or thirty to do what's not in your constituents' interests, and they're paying you a bunch of money, and you're like, I'd like to get some of that one day, and so they do. And then the, you get this whole vicious cycle of, you know, run for election, become a lobbyist, run for election, become a lobbyist. And then, you know, the the lobbyists, it's almost like everybody up there that's in power is either uh, is either being controlled by lobbyists or they are uh, will be lobbyists in the future. Is healthcare the biggest lobbyist? It probably right now. Yeah. Pharma, yeah. big Pharma. medical. Yeah. And where can people find the follow the money report? I think it's followthemoneyreport.net, and okay. that is the shows you know kind of it's it's a little bit in arrears now, but essentially it just shows you that all of the Republican leadership's money comes from outside of their district, not inside the district, and it comes from corporations and lobbyists and PACs, not individuals. And so again, it's outdated, funny. but it's the same people. Randy McNally's been there since 1978, it's so it's not like people. he's changed. Yeah, okay. So next no, time, it's the same people. I just we primarily put that together because that was my gut instinct. And it took thousands of hours later because it's exactly what it is. So it was good hey, hey, for, on, for nothing else to have my my hunches. On on a, on the the federal level, all the FDA guys go to work for big pharma, and on the federal level, all the generals colonels go to work for Raytheon, uh, Lockheed Martin. It's the same thing. It's your your government is a doorway into lobbyist world and they make 10 times as much or more oh yeah, yeah, yeah they really they need i think a great law which good luck ever getting that passed with it be if you've ever, ever been elected you can uh, never be a lobbyist you can never be a, a lobbyist if you a lobbyist if you've ever been elected to office yep term limits be- and anti-lobbying are a pipe dream but they would be wonderful and i think that's they what the founders be. actually wanted so next headline so we don't run out of time uh tennessee taxpayers to pay legal fees for plaintiffs who attempted to force all students into masks. Is this the great reckoning where taxpayers get to now pay for the big mistakes of the big politicians? It seems like it. I mean, they're never on the hook. 
right? The same people that foibled through the last three years are still at the helm up there. Uh, it it it, it kind of goes back with that story. This this Putnam County judge uh, who said that homeschool is no school. I can't remember what his name is. You could look it up, uh, Steve, if you want to. You could almost just put homeschool is no school in search in the Tennessee Conservative News, and his name would pop up. But they, there's always accountability for the taxpayer. There's always accountability for the parent and the student, whether it's truancy or whatever else. But there's never any accountability for the failed teachers or the school systems or the principals or the administrators or the or the politicians. Like They never pay a penalty. No. They're constantly assessing other people for penalties. But when they fail, and they fail with your money and your trust, there's no penalty for it. But back to this story. Gerald uh, Ewell Jr. Exactly. Uh, Executive Order 84, which allowed uh, parents to exercise their rights over their kids, basically saying, if I, if I don't want my kid to wear a mask, they're not wearing a mask. You want your kid to wear a mask, let them wear a mask. Well, some people, like eight families, filed uh, with the American, basically said the Americans with Disabilities Act, that their kids, because their kids had a disability, it required the entire school population to be masked. <sighs> Yeah, this this was all this 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 was the whole and 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 a and a very liberal judge in Shelby County said sure, sure everybody in the whole school system has to be masked because we got eight kids in here. No peanut have, butter sandwiches because my kid has peanut allergies. Yes, whatever the, the issue is, the whole every all of humankind must change because of your one unique proclivity, and and it's not like these kids were uh, there were eight asthmatic kids or anything. It's like. You know, Skippy could have a third eye. This one over here walks with a limp, but everybody's got to wear a mask, right? And so, um, at any rate, so the, the Tennessee General Assembly passed legislation, and it kind of made the law, you know, the lawsuit a, a, a moot point. But then uh, the lawyers were like, "Well, we need to get paid," and so they want it's one hundred twenty-nine thousand dollars that taxpayers, according to a recent court decision, are now on the hook for. And so we get to pay. We get to pay even after the fact, but that's okay. They got so much money up there in Nashville, they, they, they won't miss it, and neither will you. So I showed a second ago, proud Tennessee conservative, because my other one is on my refrigerator in my 200-degree garage right now. But what is your other logo or your other uh, Well, we have line? Don't California My Tennessee. All right, next headline. Another California one. leads 20-state coalition to block anti-transgender laws in Tennessee. What up with that? So California Attorney General Bob Bonta is leading a coalition of 20 states uh, opposing what they describe as anti-transgender laws in Tennessee. And basically it's um, LW versus Scrimetti, which is our attorney general, a case that that says that SB1 in Kentucky's SB150 uh, are preventing hormone access to minors to single out transgender minors for discriminatory treatment. And so there was a, the federal judge issued a preliminary injunction against sb uh, one due to the Constitution's equal protection uh, clauses, uh, but that was eventually, I think, released. And um, the lawyers are just saying that the, the other for the other side is saying, "Hey, all this stuff, chopping off body parts, giving kids hormones to try to turn them into a sex that they're not—that is healthy. That is normal. That is the these kids need this desperately, and you are you are depriving them of it as if you were depriving them of heart surgery or lung transplant or they broke a leg and you were going to mend them. It's the same thing in a liberal's mind, um, and so it, it, this is just I think more than anything, it just um, it speaks to two things. Number one, the depraved nature of depraved, the left. Yes, 
It's just depraved. <clears throat> and, yep. and, you know, the scripture says this happens. It happened in old kingdoms. Like, this is just the, the ecclesiastical cycle yeah. of men's sinfulness. This yes. is not new, even though it's news. Um, and then the other thing I think it just goes to show you is how important it is that we hold our, our Republicans accountable to be, really be conservative because the pressure is all around us. And if our Republicans won't stand firm in Tennessee, and indeed the ones we have now will not in leadership, uh, this stuff eventually it's going to find a crack in a wall, and it's just going to work its way in, and it's already doing it in Tennessee, and we've got to be very vigilant. Is Washington uh, one of those states? I'm sorry, I threw the I threw the story down on the floor. Probably. Now I can't get probably. It. Why wouldn't they? Ferguson. Yeah. I would. I assume like so. There's times. there's twenty of them in there, and you can. Yeah. You know, that that sounds like up. one. They'll probably be in there. We'll have plenty of shows on it. Uh, so Cameron Sexton, when I first got here, impressed me with something. He proposed, and it then immediately down the memory hole. Covington had a little bit to do with the memory hole part because there was more important things to talk about. But he proposed giving all the Department of Education funds back to D.C., even though it would have cost, you know, that's our taxpayer dollars, just recycled back, but gave it back so that we could go our own way in education. Do you know about that? Have you ever heard of that? Do you think he's? Oh yeah, yeah. I've I've heard of all kinds of campaign promises and <laughs> slogans and ideas. But he wasn't running as, for anything. He was already there. Well, they're always running, buddy. They're okay. always running. Um, and Good so, point. the first time he gets a call from a group of teachers saying they're not going to vote for him because some job might be lost, end he'll of, fold. He'll he'll fold like a like a like a wetsuit. He's just not. He ain't going to do anything. He's all talk. He's all talk for getting reelected. When push comes to shove and there's a real hard decision, like you can, all you have to do really is just poll and ask your conservative primary voters what they want and then do their will because that's what you're elected to do. And so whenever you do that and then you're like, well, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to represent my constituents in my district. The moment you start saying that stuff, like you just need to be replaced. Because you're not your job is not to go up there and do the bidding of corporations and lobbyists and and government employees, uh, no matter how well they're organized. Your job is to ask your constituents what they want and then to go up and represent them. But we have very few in Nashville that do that. It's always it's always some kind of compromise, but the compromise is always uh, away from what the primary voters want. Well, you said something that sent a chill up my spine because I don't know if you've ever even listened to my show, but I'm really anti-NEA and AFT uh, teachers unions. And you said if the teachers unions make a phone call, things happen. Well, if you really don't want to California, this Tennessee, that's the spot right there. Have you seen anything that shows that the majority, super majority of Republicans in Tennessee would be a stopgap against the, uh, the, the Marxist teachers unions? No, they already give them what they want now. I mean, they don't, they don't, the only thing that will hold them accountable is money. And if you're not going to give taxpayers and teachers, or not taxpayers and teachers, if you're not going to give taxpayers, parents back money to send their kids where they want to, if their school isn't performing well, or if they just simply don't want their kids surrounded by the indoctrination, or if they don't want their kids in a, in a school with people that don't share their values. And it's all because, like, that for some reason, government schools are like a sacred cow. It's just a service. I mean, if you suck at providing a service as the government, you should be able to at some point say, I'm sorry, we tried this. We're not very good at it. We just need to give people back their money. Um, in, they don't, they don't... in Washington and California, property taxes are assessed. Well, not so much California because of Prop 13, but in Washington, damn sure, it's a non-tax state as well for income tax. 
they will assess houses galore every two years when there's a, a, a what do they call it, an initiative on the ballot, assessment on the ballot, because that's the only way they can get the revenue. So you buy a house, you're giving, whether you have kids in school or not, you are giving to that public school um, atrocity, as I like to call it. Um, all right, one close to home. Chattanooga's Hate Council, that's pretty strong, quote, Hate Council, reported to have worked with group to label conservative organizations as hate groups oh yeah this is this is this is led by our former mayor andy burke uh chattanooga council started to oppose hate and extremism in 2018 has been found to have worked heavily uh with far left groups labeling uh moms for liberty and other groups hate groups uh and the funny thing is is that that it was started in 2018 by Chattanooga Andy Burke in his announcement he made mention of a 2015 shooting which was when an islamic extremist shot uh people in a recruiting station right across the road from my office here in Chattanooga uh at the time and it's like this this organization has never looked into any of that never considered any of that the only the only and the other other people is the put on a hate map because they're tracking the clan I don't know who's out there in charge of tracking the clan these days, <laughs> but you having a hard job. I don't think, you know, I don't run into a lot of people with clan bumper stickers. I'm in rural Tennessee all the time. Like this, this mythical clan. Yes, I'm sure in every state there's 20 or 30 just complete deranged idiots you can gather together. They, they and hell, they next next week they go to an Antifa rally. They just change their shirts, right? It's I the same before I saw hoods and masks and cars. Yes, they just, they just have one, one side of the closet's <laughs> got the hoods. The other side of it's got the masks. In the middle, they got the pussy hats. I mean, it's just wherever wherever there's a large gathering of deranged people to shout at cameras. Yeah, with bad dress. They're all about the same people, right? Bad style, yeah. And so, but at any rate, so this group got together, and they worked with the Southern uh, Poverty Law Center, Trying to fuck and, and basically the whole thing that Moms for Liberty stand for, which these are extreme positions. We want garbage out of the curriculum. We want our kids to be able to read, write, do arithmetic. We want the um, the school board to be somewhat responsive to our requests. Uh, and we would like, if we're not happy with public schools, we would like an option to send our kids elsewhere. That is extreme, <laughs> and it's not that it's necessarily it's extreme. It's it attacks the largest job center for left leaning. Democrat government workers in every county and city all across Tennessee. So if you want to be a left-leaning government employee, the most jobs are in education. And so they gather there. And anything that attacks that power structure that may leave them in a situation where they have to either perform or they lose their livelihood or their budget, that's hateful. It's hateful. In California, the, the university system is huge. Everything from Irvine to UCLA to Davis, all up and down the state, lots and lots of that. And they usually graduate and go to work in California and they become Silicon Valley and the next uh, Facebook billionaire. Does the university system in Tennessee have more precedent over the public school K through 12? And is that why maybe it's been neglected so much because they're only focusing on the higher education, bigger dollars? What's your take on the university system in Tennessee and how the I don't want to call it corruption, but the oh, uh, there's a lot of corruption in the university system, and it's not. It is like every other government institution that the weak, you know, wristed, limp wristed Republicans in our state that are in leadership just continue to allow to become indoctrination centers. It's like they don't, you know, they they are taking Republican 
taxpayer dollars to essentially create indoctrination centers to make people uh, 100% opposed to what conservatives say that they value and they don't see the end of the party in 10, 15, 20 years because of that. And it's just, it is the most short-sighted bunch of nonsense. But on the higher education I like to remind people every chance I get, it was only 2009 when Democrats were the majority of the state. And that was for a long time, even before mm -hmm. that, before they flipped in a kind of a red wave, even in Alabama. So it could easily happen. If they act like Democrats, people are going to say, well, well it's, we'll vote for it's them. already happened. I think. <laughs> I think it's already happened. I think it's 75, Southern, it's 75 to 24. What do you mean? You I mean think, this, I of think those 75, just, I think the Republican Party is primarily just a bunch of old Southern Democrats. Yep. They redo drew their district. Yep. They had to put an R beside their name and hold their nose. And so they make the promises that they go up there and do whatever they would have done if they were a Democrat. So this, this is very much an issue now. That's why putting conservatives in office is so important. Yeah. Other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? Um, okay. <laughs> Tennessee is pro-business, you said. Tennessee's economy is undeniably one of the best in the country of the 50 states, and our credit rating is high, so at least the banks think so. Yellow Trucking Company is a Tennessee company. Well, it used to be. It's not anymore. Uh, a really old one as well. What happened? Any idea? Well, they say that the major thing that, that made them fall apart is their inability to get through union negotiations, which does not surprise me. Unions are like you know they are to companies what the uh, what is it, the the woolly adelgid is to uh, what are those trees hemlocks like they they slowly murder the host and it doesn't matter if you're in a construction company manufacturing company driving company the union will slowly but surely murder the company even if that means all the workers have to go now find another company to murder. And so I'm sure that had something to do with it. Uh, but the thing is, you know, they had gotten all these, uh, all this money. They got $700 million in taxpayer yeah, funds. For the COVID funds. Say again, That COVID was a funds, COVID right? relief fund, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they and, took the money. Uh, and they're right here in Tennessee. And um, that it does, just doesn't surprise me. I mean, there's no account. Again, it goes back to the whole thing. These large corporations buddy up with the politicians. They write them a bunch of checks. They send a bunch of lobbyists up there. They get Tennessee taxpayer dollars. Most of the time, the benefit is for the politicians and the corporations. The, the economic benefit never quite seems to show up. And then if it goes away, if the grants get paid, if the money gets – if the tax abatement goes through and they produce 1000 instead of $5,000 jobs, they still get paid that five thousand dollar promise it's all it's all you know pie in the sky promises the money is delivered but then the delivery of the goods the economic benefit most of the time doesn't show up and during those examples of when it does not show up there is no penalty like there's no clawback they don't go find the executives at these companies and sell their lamborghinis and maseratis and their 15 houses no, it's just Tennessee taxpayers are just go work, go work again, so we can do this some more. And uh, they they really need to be just sending it back to people. You know, I'm sure if you took, we only got six million, you know, about seven million people in Tennessee. If somebody like this gets seven hundred million and they fail, I mean, they should go find the executives, try to cobble together three hundred and fifty million, and they can mail everybody several thousand dollars. 
here in Tennessee and just say, hey, I'm sorry, we had some people that, and they ought to send it back to the people that actually pay the taxes first. And if there's any left over, you send, you send it to people that don't pay any taxes. Would be a good idea. No, no, that would be you'd have to label yourself a Nazi. That's 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 what fascists do. Um, you have time for a couple more? Go ahead. Okay. Tennessee School District doubles down to align with the Progressive American Library Association, the Clarksville Montgomery County School System, CMCSS. Simsus is Tennessee in Tennessee has recently made an audacious decision to align with the American Library Association Library Bill of Rights. Oh, there's one of those. Despite growing calls from parental rights groups and state commissions to disassociate with the progressive ALA, the C, it's not even progressive, by the way, it's full on Marxist lesbian, the CMCSS has taken the opposite approach and is embracing the radical policies of the ALA. Uh oh, you muted. You muted what? Yes, I think we covered that one already. Yeah. Oh, did, but did we get down into Clarksville, Montgomery, and how they're yes. actually going for it? Okay. All right, yep. we don't have to talk about that. You might want to just right. cut that out and just... That's okay. I, I make mistakes all the time. They won't know um, the difference in the editing. You just <laughs> edit it out. I have to pay Steve extra to edit so we don't get edits. It's it's live and in person. Um, <laughs> well, what are you what are you currently working on now and how when are we ever going to see uh, your website get a Pulitzer Prize for some kind of breaking uh, breaking Republican news? Oh, they mail me... They mail me prizes every day. It cramped. I, I can't even get my packages here at the house because of all the journalistic awards that we receive for reporting on all the stories that nobody else will. I'm I'm tired of getting them. Um, I don't even have any place to put them anymore. So I don't know. I'm just we're just right now. You know, we're we're trying to push the Rhino report out so that people get it. Uh, and it also has a link to the 2022 Rhino report. So when you go to vote. Uh, in 2024, you can pull out those two puppies and then the next one, which hopefully will come out before the election 2024, and you can just leaf through that and you know make up your own mind based upon people's voting records. So we've been working on that and then just girding our loins to cover this special session because it's going to be a mess. It's yeah, going to be an absolute mess. It always is. I see where I went wrong. I had my notes out of order, and you're right. I did already do the uh, the stupid ALA, but no grade below 50 policy. What's that? Creates tension between Hamilton County school board members. See, now listen, you didn't send these over in my, my notes. I'm no, we're into to, extra time. We're into I'm going to have to pull these out of memory. So <laughs> this is one that was brought to my attention by a friend of mine named Larry Groan, who is on the uh, on the city count, no, on the on the school board here. And it's like they just adopt this stuff. They don't call <laughs> parents and tell them. They don't make a big deal of it. It is just like sent out in some anonymous internal emails. That the new policy is if you make a 37, we give you a 50. If you don't turn in an assignment, we give you a 50. If you cheat, we give you a 50. And I'm sorry. I mean, that's that is not life. That is not life. It's not like if you don't pay the power bill and it's three hundred dollars that the 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 power company credits you a buck fifty and you get to start from there. No, everything starts from zero in life, and you have to earn your way, work your way up. There has to be a foundation. You can't start. You know, if you're trying to build a six story building, nobody just gives you three stories and says, "Great work, you got a great foundation." No, like the whole thing has to be done, and so it just. Going back to your original question or one of the questions about higher education, 
the public education system, the college education system is raping and damaging and ruining the futures of the individuals that enroll in these institutions. They are not preparing from them for life. Instead, they are coddling them uh, or they are filling their head full of ideas that will make them less marketable, less employable, and less happy. If they're even, even if they have the basic skills, which most of the time they don't. 13 years, four years, six years, and we can't, we can't turn people out any brighter than this. And this is why I rail against public education almost exclusively without exception. I don't even put the caveats in, in there anymore because I get so sick of hearing them. Oh, well, there's some good teachers in there, and they are just working hard. You don't know how hard they say. I don't care anymore. The, the whole incident may have a, good, a few good people in it. It may. There may be some, a handful. Maybe it's 20% that are really there for all the right reasons. I don't care if it's 50 or 80%. The issue is the, the service and the outcomes are terrible, and this is just another symptom of it. Now, it, it. It's essentially this. Our kids can't read write. They can't pass. They're not even trying. How can we make it look like on paper they have learned something without having to change the culture or doing anything? Well, let's start at 50. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of reminds I, me of uh, no, being born on second base. no child left behind. So, see, they don't want to leave anybody behind, so they got to make it so yeah. that every child. But I'll tell you one thing. Well, we they are, are out of time here, Steve. Hold I know. On. We are out of time. And, and, okay. and okay. I just wanted to say it's talk like that. That's never going to get you a shiny gold Emmy behind you on that wall there. But <laughs> uh, before we go, tell us about Conservative Candidates Academy. So if you were thinking about running for office, trust me, you don't know what the hell you're doing. Uh, I used to help people run for office, and they have the worst ideas about how to win it uh, doesn't matter if they're doctors, attorneys, lawyers, you name it. The people are smart in business. They just have bad ideas. And so if you go to the Conservative Candidates Academy, and that's conservativecandidatesacademy.com, uh, we're having a training on September 23rd here in Chattanooga, Tennessee. I'll be uh, speaking on fundraising, which is critically important. I wrote the book, How to Raise Money for Political Office. I'll be speaking on dealing with the hostile press, general campaign strategy. And then we've got experts coming in on social media, direct mail, um, canvassing and get out the vote efforts and database management all are things that you really need to know and these are subject matter experts that are really good in their trades and so if, if you're ever going to run for office know of somebody who is you want to help them as a volunteer or if you're an organizational leader check it out conservativecandidatesacademy.com september 23rd chattanooga 20c awesome. all right uh, all right well thank you for your time we always appreciate you let's go brandon segment is uh highlight of the month uh, and here it is just the middle of the month. So we still got time to go, but tell everyone where they can go to find you on your socials and subscribe and donate. I know you gave the address, but give it again. Thank you. You're very kind. Just look up, uh, Tennessee conservative news on Twitter. It's probably the best place to follow us. As far as I can tell, we have not been shadow banned or turned down there yet. Uh, so Tennessee conservative news on Twitter, uh, Tennessee conservative news.com online for our e-newsletter that we send out. And, uh, I appreciate you, Steve. You need to come see me when you're passing through Chattanooga. Just let I, me know. I absolutely want to do that. Absolutely, for sure. So thank you, sir. We'll get you back here again soon and often. And uh, Steve, any parting thoughts? No, you shut oh. me down. I don't have any ability to say anything. You usually do that with me at the clock. So now I'm the clock master. Okay, I'm the bad guy. All right, <laughs> stay tuned for my thoughts of the week.
If you're like me and sick of the woke, unfunny content coming out of Hollywood these days and looking for something new and exciting, I found the website for you, movienight.com. The folks at movienight.com, that's movienight, one word, .com, has the first universal loyalty program that offers businesses like yours the opportunity to attract customers with their exclusive lineup of world-class titles. Titles like Daddy Daughter Trip with Rob Schneider, Triumph with Terrence Howard, and Nefarious, last year's blockbuster hit. Movie Night was founded to positively impact society through media. Check it out at movienight.com and enjoy the show. Somebody gotta do it. Hey, let's go Brandon. I keep it drawn like I'm Nick Cannon. Hey, hey, let's go Brandon. Pandemic ain't real, they just planted. Hey, hey, let's go Brandon. When you ask questions, they start banning. Hey, hey, let's go Brandon. Hey, hey, let's go Brandon. Hey, hey, let's go Brandon. I keep it drawn like I'm Nick Cannon. Let's go Brandon. Pandemic ain't real, they just planned it. Hey, hey, let's go Brandon. You ask questions, they start banning. Hey, hey, let's go Brandon. All right, welcome to my quotes for the day. But before I share, I want to remind everyone this is still the Mill Creek View podcast. So go to Tennessee, Washington, and Florida and subscribe on Rumble or Spotify or iTunes or Deezer or iHeartRadio, you name it, it's there. Search for Mill Creek View and hit that button that says subscribe and follow us and never miss. A moment of this wonderful content and be sure to check out our new business show the ceo special where i interview great business folks doing good business every monday morning on youtube and instagram i really hope you like them a nation of sheep will beget a government of wolves when the politicians complain that tv turns the proceedings into a circus it should be made clear that the circus was already there and that TV has merely demonstrated that not all the performers are well-trained. American traditions and the American ethic require us to be truthful, but the most important reason is that truth is the best propaganda and lies are the worst. To be persuasive, we must be believable. To be believable, we must be credible. To be credible, we must be truthful. It is as simple as that. One more. We will not be driven by fear into an age of unreason if we dig deep in our history and our doctrine and remember that we are not descended from fearful men. We proclaim ourselves as indeed we are the defenders of freedom wherever it continues to exist in the world. But we cannot defend freedom abroad by deserting it at home. Who said all that? Edward R. Murrow. Well, that is it for this episode. Thank you, Brandon Lewis, for always keeping a good sense of humor, even though these politicians never fail to disappoint. Until next time, this is your host, Steve Abramowitz, editor-in-chief of mcview.us. Peace in our time, and G2G, glory to God.
Any views or opinions represented on the podcast are personal and belong solely to the creator and do not represent those of people, institutions, or organizations that the creator may or may not be associated with in a professional or personal capacity unless explicitly stated.